Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday, December first episode of Poets and Muses, where we chat with poets about their inspirations. I'm your host, Imogen Arate. You can follow us at poetsandmuses.com and on social media on Instagram, Twitter, as well as SoundCloud under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either at poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of the Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. With us today is Carlos Colon, with whom I'll be discussing his poem "Suffer Garden Bliss" and my poem. Skipping the path. Before we do that, however, I am going to go over all the poetry events taking place in the valley during the week of December second. On Tuesday, December third, from twelve to one p.m., Rosemary Dombrowski and students of her poetic therapy class at ASU will be hosting the second of a two-part medical poetry workshop in Room B one hundred six. In ASU Health Sciences Education Building, this is located at 435 North Fifth Street in Phoenix. From 6 to 8 p.m., Connect and Heal will be hosting its weekly poetry writing workshop in Room 101 of the Chandler Community Center, which is at 125 East Commonwealth Avenue in Chandler. From 6:15 to 7 p.m. Hope for Phoenix Thankful Sundays will be hosting their weekly Tuesday dinners for the unsheltered, where poets and muses poets will be performing. This will take place at First Church, which is located at 1407 North Second Street in Phoenix. Entrance to the complex is through the back parking lot. From seven to nine p.m., All My Years and Film Bar Phoenix will be hosting the Phoenix Poetry Orchestra featuring Joy Young. This will be taking place at Film Bar Phoenix at A15 North Second Street in Phoenix. From seven thirty to nine thirty, Buddy Wakefield's A Choir of Anna's Killers World Tour will be taking place at Mesa Arts Center, which is at One East Main Street in Mesa. On Wednesday, December fourth, from five to ten p.m., Walt Richardson II will be hosting his weekly Walk-in Wednesdays open mic night at the Tempe Center for the Arts, which is at seven hundred West Rio Salado Parkway in Tempe. This again is a two-parter, where from five to six, youth and high schoolers will be performing, and from six to ten p.m., all the rest performers will go on. Signing up for the first part starts at 4:45 p.m. Signing up for the second part starts at 5 p.m. On Thursday, December 5th, from 6 to 9 p.m., Fatso's Pizza will be hosting its weekly open mic at 3131 East Thunderbird Road in Phoenix. From 7 to 8:30 p.m., Sozo Coffee House will be hosting its open poetry night at 1982 North Alma School Road in Chandler. From 8 to 11 p.m., Quinton Oni will be hosting his weekly open mic at Jobot Coffee and Bar, which is at 333 East Roosevelt Street in Phoenix. From 9:45 p.m., Atlas Saint Cloud will be hosting his weekly poetry writing workshop at the Welcome Diner. At 929 East Pierce Street in Phoenix, on Friday, December 6th, from 7 to 11 p.m., Arrow will be hosting his Earth Uprising Art Convergence show and open mic 
at Lacuna Cavabar, which is at 821 North 3rd Street in Phoenix. On Saturday, December 7th, from 6 to 9 p.m., Sozo Coffee House will be hosting its open mic night at 1982 North Alma School Road in Chandler. From 7 to 9.30 p.m., Daughter of Zen will be hosting her first Saturday open mic at the Black Cat Coffee House at 4730 East Indian School Road, Suite 120 in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at 7 p.m. On Sunday, December 8th, from 6 to 9 p.m., Infused Open Mic will be taking place at the Phoenix Center for the Arts at 1202 North 3rd Street in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at 5.30. And now let us turn to our poet guest of the week, Carlos Colon. Hi, Carlos. Thank you very much for coming on to Poets and Muses. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on. So you brought with you your poem, Suffer Garden Bliss. But before we dig into that, I was wondering if you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Huh. Artist, general weirdo. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. But artist is a broad term. I mean, I know you write poetry. That's why you're here. But what else? Music. I do that. Really? Okay. Yeah, I write music and I do painting. Cool. Yeah, I say artist because that's generally about it right now. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, it's yeah, triple it threat, be. basically. Yeah. Cool. What kind of painting and music? It's basically, like, my writing, it's all abstract. Okay. So I think more so. Mm-hmm. There's some topics in there. Like, like the one I picked today was mm-hmm. on a topic. Yeah, yeah. But they're all different ones, so. Yeah, I mean, it's still lines very... Are all different, so. Yeah, it's still very... That's abstract. how I write everything. Did you start poetry oh, along that- <laughs> with like music and art uh, painting at the same time? or? No, actually I started painting first. Okay. I got into poetry when I got into college. Okay. So one day I think I read something or I was reading a bunch of stuff and then I wrote something and I was like, hey, I can do that. All right, there you go. <laughs> and, and nobody stopped me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never know until you try and yeah. if you love it, you stick with it. Yeah, 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 oh, definitely. And did you take any courses in writing or after that? No. No? You've no. just been on your own doing this? Yeah. 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 I don't like the academic side of any type of art, actually. Uh, okay, yeah. Basically. Too formalized, right? Yeah, formalized, and then I get tired of it. <laughs> right. There's always somebody who's telling just, you, well, this is not it. Like, like, my sister has to actually revise all my poetry before I put them into books. Because oh, okay. she's a she's highly a, English oh, so literate she, person. I okay, don't cool. I don't understand the rules. <laughs> ah, okay. So <laughs> I, she, I never I never got the rules, so I was right, just like, right, I'm just right. gonna write things. So she does the editing for you. Yeah. Cool. You mentioned books. How many do you have? I have three. Ah, are they available yeah. somewhere? Yeah, they're on a blurb.com. Okay. Okay. B-L-U-R-B.com. Okay. Well, if you want to read the poem, we can dig into it. Sure. Just go. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Suffer Garden Bliss. Like a Corvine angel, she came out of a dead stare, dead center of a universe in free flight. And is time the law? No. This is a burning calm car made of entropy and relief, a hand holding a separating rose. A violent landscape of Vishnu's, Rembrandt's, and scholars, 
fighting for existence in the nothing glow of forced perspective. This is a bomb blast of sensory overload. This is what you find entertaining. First loves, last kiss, welcome to the suffer garden bliss. He walks in a green valley, starstruck and inanimate, and under-intoxicated, overtly sincere. Something crawls out of the TV like a big black lion screaming, we must mass produce war, money, and diamonds. School children, ages five through destroyed. This is the month of the catchphrase, acceptance is love, softness is unhealthy. And I am sick of the reruns, 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 the stomach nerves and the ballpark anthems that never saved a damned soul. The bullet-headed sentiments of a bad genome progression which starts with the screams of Salem women and ends somewhere in the middle of a road with a tire-flattened feline. A finger's breadth, hair's width, hellscape. This is what you seek, hard luck as mantra, and do on to others. This is the best reality we could dream up, keeping up the spiral drumbeat, repeating, it's only karma if it doesn't affect me. She woke up one night, a fire escape, 3 a.m. Another heartbleed pariah, head born of stars, to say, I hope reincarnation works. I could really use a refund. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us, what inspired this? <laughs> well, the, the whole title actually was the first thing. Uh, it popped in my head because I genuinely believe that there's already suffering in the world, but I think people actually gravitate towards it and mm. subconsciously like it. <laughs> you think so. With certain people's actions, yes, yes, yeah, you do get they that. do, but I think it's also inescapable, but mm. you don't have to revel in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can lessen it, but I think... So that's the title, Right. Do you feel like maybe people are so habituated by maybe their upbringing that they're not aware they're perpetuating it? Oh, yeah, nobody's aware of it at all. <laughs> Most people aren't aware of many things, actually, including <laughs> myself. We don't know what we're we have doing. We <laughs> Actually, yeah. 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 Just kind of here exploring. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We turn into a lot of dark corners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a lot of it that remind me of music, even the title and also the end. No. The title, maybe it's because Garden. Made me think of Soundgarden. Oh, I love Soundgarden. Yeah. And all the alternative metal. Yeah. And then the end, the last stanza, reminded me of Tom Petty's American Girl. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Never <laughs> thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Yeah. So, what about the rest of the poem? How? Um. <laughs> Did it just, was it stream of consciousness? Right. Yeah, basically, but uh, it kind of had a structure to it, like the, the girl at the beginning. Mm-hmm. What I structured it around was this girl in sort of a, a realistic slash surrealistic landscape mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she finds the guy in the poem and by the end she realizes it's a dream and that's why she says you know i, I really wish that rebirth was a a thing mm. i didn't want to wake up from that so ah, okay. <laughs> she wanted a refund on her life Oh, no. So it's not all bad, but it sounds bad. Okay, okay. I didn't realize it was a dream. I thought maybe he was real, but not a very nice dude. (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> He's sincere, at least, but yeah. <laughs> His badness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of dystopia in there. Yeah. Tell us, walk us through some of the imagery and why you decided to just... By the way, you're expanding my vocabulary. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Appreciate that. Later you can remind me what the words mean, because... <laughs> no. I write them, and then I'm like, that's a cool word. And then, I, then later I'm like, what did that mean? <laughs> that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, there's always dictionary.com. Yeah. I always think this is the reason why we have smartphones. At least this is oh, the constructive reason why we have yes. this. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. It would be nice if people used it for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> really mean to people. <laughs> but yeah, with the imagery, like one of my favorite lines I've ever written is, this is a burning clown car made of entropy and relief. Mm-hmm. That's the way I, in this poem, I explained reality. Mm-hmm, Basically, mm-hmm. I think that there's crazy and funny, and there's a lot of tragedy, but uh, mm-hmm. there's also relief. And you can find relief in things if you if you look. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there's relief in freedom, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And there's freedom in entropy. Yeah. You yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely yeah in that. Yeah. Just realize it's all chaos and go with it. Yeah. I think. But what about this girl? How did she come about? Do you have somebody in mind? Spill, spill. <laughs> I mean, she uh, sounds like a dark-haired girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one in particular at this point. I don't think. No. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't anybody really in particular. Those are other poems, though. Uh, yeah. Those are, those are other yeah. ones. We have those. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the over dramatic ones, you know. That, more based in reality. <laughs> Steer away from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is still pretty much about reality, right? I mean, yeah, it's a yeah. more philosophical view of reality. I, I read a lot about fake girls. <laughs> <laughs> Imaginary girls. I don't know what that says, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I think, too hard into that. <laughs> well, I think most people have live in their head in certain aspects of life or... We can only write from our own perspective, and so that subjectivity yeah. is always there. Oh, yeah. It's hard to get outside your own head. That's what I try to do with my writing. I try not to put a lot of me in the mm. uh, most things, because I find a lot. It's not bad. I mean, that some people are really good at it, but like, I just see a lot of that in like music and poetry and stuff. It's me or I. and Right, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember hmm. Santana's self-titled album a few years back. I swear to God, he had... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. With the lion on or something? I don't remember the, the cover. Like a couple of those. Yeah, no, I mean, he's very prolific, but it was an album that had all these uh, cameos, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and in every song, they says Santana. In oh, yeah, every song. That. That's great. Well, because they wanted to, you know, they, they couldn't believe it. They like, <laughs> like, like, can't believe out of everybody? That was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I want a Santana album, so let me <laughs> say Santana a few I heard that album and I thought the same thing. I can't believe you picked those people, but I won't talk about that. <laughs> I won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just felt like it was really like. Uh, indirectly self-involved. Self-referential. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when your band is Santana, 
Like, that's the only thing I don't like about Santana. I'm like, really? <laughs> Your own name? Like, that is, <laughs> like get over it. High handed, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes you're like. I mean, he's great. He's a great yeah, person. He, like, I love the play. Yeah. Yeah. The technique, the, like, yeah, it's really beautiful playing, yeah. but you're just like, hey, where's the Santana? Yeah, he's a, <laughs> I'm listening for it, basically. He's a real old, cool hippie dude, so that's all right. <laughs> Give him a pass. Wow, no, I thought, you know, if you're supposed to be a old hippie dude, you're not supposed to self-reference something. <laughs> right? That kind of, kind of goes <laughs> away true. from the hippiness yeah. and more to the corporate culture. And the ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we're kind of stereotyping yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. That's <laughs> <laughs> a ways. Yeah, yeah. Fun. <laughs> I could always use some yeah. some harmless stereotyping. <laughs> as long as he doesn't call me, I'm fine with it. <laughs> oh come on! You wouldn't mind him calling you, even if it's to chew you out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So Santana, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> give Carlos a call. I'll give you a same, link. They have the same name. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell him that you were named after him. There you go. <laughs> That's true. That'll work. <laughs> like, back to your poem. Again, the more philosophical aspects, you brought up a bunch of different images like Vishnu, Rembrandt scholars, all having this survival of the fittest almost like aspect to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, oh, first of all, I forgot, logistic question. When did you write this? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't date them or nothing. Like, uh, for a while, I was writing, like, three, four, or five poems a day. So Nice. It wasn't that long ago. So right, right. A couple of years ago. Yeah, it seems like a pr- pretty current poem. I mean, there's yeah. some references that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems... I'll have to go through it again. <laughs> seems, seems pretty current. So I don't know if you want to talk about some of these imageries that you brought up. Sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. talk about any of them. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about the reruns. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. You caught that one. Okay, that was the yeah. one. Yeah, okay. With the ballpark <laughs> anthems and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, reality creeps in like it always has to for some reason. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. the whole thing. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that whole thing was about the political climate now and certain yeah. people in certain offices or whatever. <laughs> on certain channels that just won't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When people think of reruns, they think more fictional, like TV shows and things like that. Yeah, mine was more about just everybody keeps saying the same thing. Like, the uh, news especially just keeps regurgitating the same things. And I don't usually watch the news, but somebody else is watching it all. They consecutively played for several nights the exact same story. They'd already told, like, you're not going to know. Right. For me, personally, I think the news is just tragedy for entertainment, but that's just me. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little so bit like that's that. That's what they're doing. I yeah. Think. So yeah. they got to keep telling the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was for me. And the whole Bar Park thing fits into that because there was that whole thing about you should stand for things. Yeah, yeah, we're football. So free that we're, we have to stand for things. <laughs> right, right. Which is actually in itself a pretty new thing as well. Oh um, yeah, definitely. NFL, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, but right, it's that, being codified. It, it really bothered me because he doesn't make a big thing about it, but my father is a veteran mm-hmm. of uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It bothered me because people think you know that they're doing something when they 
stand for stuff like that or when they sing a, a, a song that they're actually doing something and I'm saying it's not it doesn't save anybody it doesn't, it doesn't really do anything it just makes you feel better which is kind of a selfish thing really right right <laughs> yeah I mean there's a lot of self-soothing going on I mean yeah you can like say thank you for your service I think that makes more mm-hmm. of an impact than just politicizing I'm doing something good you know? yeah. look at me I'm doing something good you know? I stand up doing the anthem oh my god yeah, so that's where it's, it didn't, it never saved a damn soul. That's where that came from. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Soul just still dying for reasons I don't understand, I think. Yeah. Especially a shame, for, for a Vietnam vet, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah especially for them, like, you just get treated like crap and then, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the yeah. government. And also, even though saying thank you for your service is better than just standing up and salute something, there's so much work that really needs to be done to help the veterans in terms of service. Oh, and- yeah, now we're talking about that. That's, <laughs> that. that's too much. That should be for the government. The government should figure that out. <laughs> we're just going to stand up and sing. And <laughs> you should fit the bill for all of that. Yeah, yeah. Put the veterans on jumbotrons. Yeah, that, yeah. That's 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 a new too. thing. That's a, yeah. That's a, yeah. I've never seen that yet. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Diamondbacks. Really? Yeah, yeah. They uh, have next, a next. They're just gonna parade them around the field. And they, <laughs> and people feel good about. Oh, God, God. I do. I do think there. That, that is part of some games. <laughs> I think some games do at least like they do a veteran salute or something. But I don't. I don't go to ball games enough. I just noticed yeah, I that when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> that, was, that was probably part of the, the, the line about that, too, which is my jab at baseball because I can't handle how boring it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel the same. I was, I said, I was, it's, like, it's exactly like hockey with all the speed taken out, if you think about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like... It really is. Right something into a thing and then... And I feel like a kind of sorry baseball fans. Yeah, I've just insulted so many people it's in like okay. a five minutes. Don't worry, don't worry. This is not the first time I, at least I on not, the show, that I'm, I'm bad mouthing baseball because I can't stand it either. I don't hate baseball. Let's get that straight. You know? I'm not anti veteran. I'm quite fond of them. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that what bothers you is more the hypocrisy of it. Yeah, but if you yeah if you mention anything having to do with veterans, you suddenly hate them all, and you, know, <laughs> you wish them bad things. And, no, no. In this reactionary culture. <laughs> no, not at all. I think I think there are plenty of veterans who still think with a lot of nuance. I mean, they're oh, they do definitely. Yeah. I'm talking about people who are have nothing to do with service at all. Oh yeah. Who are reactionaries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a lot that. Of, a lot of cool that. people who are veterans. Yeah, yeah. They get what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> they're involved in it, so they know. Yeah, they have to do the hard work. People like to talk for them. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so sad that, you know, now some promises are being walked back given how long the Iraq-Afghanistan wars have lasted oh, yeah, and yeah. the personnel needs. There's been a lot of recruiting of non-citizen soldiers in the U.S. Army and yeah. services, and yeah. they've been promised citizenship. But now it's like, sorry, no. bye bye. <laughs> you know, it can't be a law if it's redacted. That makes no sense. Yeah. It's just a guideline. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I think laws should be changed if they are no longer. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, fit like, society. Yeah. They usually trail society anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, by the time you have something codified, people have moved on to something else. Yeah, definitely. But, 
But still, when it's people who's willing to die for our safety, yeah. and then you turn around and say, well, bye-bye now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that seems kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, slightly. Just There's slightly. a lot of words for that, but I'm just going to say mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should just get down to the That's center true. of it. But you also talk about a bad genome progression. I don't know if this has anything to do with your father being in Vietnam and Agent Orange and all that, how that affects. I don't know. I did. You know, I've, I've found that, like, because I do automatic writing, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. that's more so. So I've found meanings and stuff that I had no idea what I was Right, talking right, about right. when I wrote it, and it's, most people are like, no, you're supposed to know what you write before you wrote it. No. <laughs> no, I just got the idea. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's... just in there until I write it down. It yeah. bothers me until I write it down, so I had to. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that, that could definitely be part of the, I think. Yeah, and that had to do with history, I think, too. Yeah. That bad genome progression, I think, to me, means not necessarily like the a physical thing mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's more like what we've, what we've passed down mm-hmm. the progression of the things that we've passed down like the Salem women like the burnings and the, right right persecution like <laughs> yeah women it, random women actually and then it ends with a feline being run over which is kind of my it's more symbolic it means like the where all that ends where all that bad right. education where all the bad stuff that we've learned ends it ends badly at the end of the day. yeah yeah both from Salem women as well as to flatten feline, if you want to use it as a symbolism. It's a lot of misogyny, right? It's sort oh, of yeah, the definitely. spectrum of misogyny. Yeah, really. Because they... That's a, that's a big export in America, is <laughs> <laughs> misogyny. And... Yeah. I mean, this is how they die, because the Salem women, the ones who were being accused, tended to be, like, single women. Definitely. They tended yeah. to be, like, medicine women. Yeah. Yeah. Anything having to do with that, I think, gets persecuted pretty heavily. They don't they always burn people. That, yeah, that's right. a new creative way to. Yeah, I always thought the witch trials, the water test. You know that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was more creative. I I forgot. Yeah, I'm just like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. What was it if they? If they didn't drown, they were witches, but if they did yeah. drown, they were fine. <laughs> yes, yes, it's insane. So that's like, that's like basically a, what you said. It's, it's like a fire alarm that only goes off if you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> because water apparently stands for purity or something, so if the water oh, yeah. accepts you, oh, then you're yeah. innocent. Of course, you also drown. But, <laughs> you know, but if the water rejects you, then you're... You know, of the devil or something, and so oh. then they have to burn you because you know you're obviously evil because you you floated, which you know most bodies would do. Yeah, oh, I love them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <would hope>. uh, <laughs> most people will float yeah. if we don't we don't struggle in the water. We just relax. We will float like very naturally. So most of us are, according to that definition, most of us are witches and warlocks. Nice. Yeah. Right. I gotta test that out when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds cool. I go with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, just, I'm just gonna from now. I'm just gonna tell people I'm a warlock. Like you should. Like a weird. You, <laughs> you have the hair for it. Right. I'm, 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 I'm Carlos the warlock. And it works. It works. <laughs> Carlos the warlock. And poet. Yes. There you go. That's and painter. Official business card now. <laughs> Carlos the warlock. Carlos the warlock. Poet, painter, musician. 
Friend of water. <laughs> Friend of water. No, no, rejected oh, no. by oh, no, water. Oh, no, rejected, rejected by, by the water. water. Yeah, yeah you, you will flip. <laughs> Unfortunately, you will flip. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't Darn. get close to fire. Darn. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Going back. I also thought it was interesting that you have some more scientific principles besides the genome, even though genome here you talk almost like the same as the the burning clam car, you know, the entropy and the relief. So you use some scientific terms mm-hmm. to yeah. to talk about life in a more philosophical yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that just, I, I think in metaphor, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. So... People who can do like straightforward poetry, it's really good. Like, I've seen yours; yours is really good. Like a lot of that is straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, yeah. I can, when I can pull off, so, and it's really good. But I think, yeah, more just in metaphor. I think is it's more fun for me, really. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just different ways of approaching poetry, and it's whatever whatever yeah. speaks to you. Right? Yeah, like there's some poets that I love that are straightforward. Plath, mm-hmm. Bukowski, you know, he was a jerk in real life, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dead now, so you can you can continue to benefit from his okay, literary talent. Insulted the dead now. There we go. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. You're like four days away from Dia de los Muertos, so you're, you're given a pass. You're just remembering him. Yeah, that's, I'm just remembering him as a jerk. That's you're remembering the good parts of him. You like his... Yeah. Literary arts, but then yeah, and then there's stuff like E. Cummings and stuff. Mm-hmm. His stuff is just wild stuff that I like, and I try to go towards that. Or um, like Jim Morrison poetry, like his yeah. books poetry. Yeah, those are my first ones that I loved. Mm-hmm. So I think I got a lot subconsciously from that stuff. Yeah, I was wondering in terms of some of the other imagery. Actually, going back to what you're talking about, reading, did you always like reading poetry before you started writing? Or is this something you did after you started writing? I actually, I started reading it more Mm -hmm. before I started. I didn't really think about it for some reason because I, I think because I was into more music then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, painting and stuff. So then, like I said, I I actually bought the Jim Morrison volumes of poetry and that's okay. when I was like, wow, this is really great. And I can probably cool. do this. Cool. Stuff started just coming up, and I was like, wow, yeah, I should write this down and see if I can do it as poetry. Nice. It worked. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that was a question in my mind. It went away. It went away as I was opening my water bottle. I'm going to take a sip. <laughs> it's the think. water again. It's the damn water. <laughs> it's the Rejecting me. One witch to a warlock. Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, I like the stream of consciousness a lot. I think it gives the readers an insight into your thinking. We can follow the path of your thinking a little bit. Yeah, I definitely think the subconscious is a good thing to get into, or at least try to. I think that's where everything comes from, basically. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. Yeah. But do you read your poems and think, why did I write that? Oh, all the time. Yeah, okay. all of them. Okay. All of them, basically. I have to go back, actually, and read mm-hmm. most of my stuff. Okay. Do you do it immediately after, or? Yeah, I do that, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've slowed down now, though, so i got to start, like, ramping up a little bit more, <laughs> I think. Slow down, Zoom. 
That's um, poetry. Like no, I can I mean, rattle off a bunch of yeah stuff at a time, and now it's it's slowing down a little bit more. How often do you write now? Maybe a couple times a week if I can do it. Still good. Come on. No. <laughs> Come on. I, I know writers who be totally amused at that rate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have very many probably volumes that I haven't published yet. So mm-hmm. that's good. Do you publish regularly? Not really. It's it's taken me about probably a year in between all okay. of them. Okay. Like I have them all. Right. But I'm very picky and like. Okay. I'm one of those people who's like, I gotta do it today. <laughs> like, I love it, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but if I can get myself to do it, then yeah. Yeah. It works, yeah. works nicely. <laughs> and being as prolific as you are, you probably forget, right, the things that you write. Yeah, oh yeah. That's why I actually, it sounds really egoistic, but I like to like go read a bunch of my poems and, like, inspiration for myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, huh, I wrote that line. That's a good line. I like that. Uh, <laughs> whoever that guy was at that point, uh, he, was, <laughs> he was spot on. <laughs> so have you reused lines that you've done? I haven't reused them, but I've definitely used inspiration from them. Okay. Like, okay. I, don't, I don't think I've ever reused a line. Okay. Try not to. I actually pick my poem based... A lot, I feel like, on your this particular stanza that you have, which is something crawls out of the TV like a big black lion screaming, we must mass produce more money, diamonds, school children, ages five through destroyed. So it sounds like the commentary on the consumerism. Yeah, and that something crawls out of the TV, that pretty sure as far as I know, that was inspired by a Ginsburg line, an Allen Ginsberg. Mm. Line. He's he's my absolute favorite poet. Actually, mm-hmm. the actual name of the poem was "Death Was the Baby Crawling Towards That Television" or something like that. Or Damn, kind of like, dark. Yeah, or something like that. Like, <laughs> one of his drug <laughs> poems, right. probably. Yeah. It sounded like Poltergeist. That movie. Yeah, there's some. I'm I'm screwing it up, but it was probably a lot softer than <laughs> well, you, that. You like, can send it to me afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the good thing about recordings. It's yeah. not live. <laughs> television was a baby crawling towards that death chamber or something like that. So it was very abstract, but Damn. it was interesting. Yeah, so I took, I think I took that from that. Okay. That's a political one. It has to do with, yeah, we just mass produce everything into non-meaning. You know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we must do it. We must, you know, we must, we must produce this stuff. We must work this way or we must. Mm-hmm. You must do these things, like especially the school children one. I am fond of. I like that line. Right, right. Well, there's an assembly line aspect to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's more. There's a whole other industry I'm going to insult now. So <laughs> here we hey. go. <laughs> and as artists, it is our responsibility to so point got, to society's faults. So so far, I've got. Let's see, I got baseball. <laughs> now I'll do the educational system. Uh, oh, we need is apple pie, and, and I have got <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's legit. It's a legit yeah. criticism, right? Because yeah, I think we mass produce kids like we do, and I don't mean birthing children. That's <laughs> that's fine. That's okay. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I think it's just we mass produce them into these lives through schools that are just ridiculous and people have said that education is important and you're like yeah it's important but happiness is the most important thing on the planet yeah like i mean 
it sounds selfish, but your happiness is very important because then you radiate that to other people. And yeah. that's good. Like, yeah. If you just keep pushing people through systems that they hate and that they're not going to like for the rest of their lives, it's not going to help anybody. It's yeah. like those people who have kids that they want to be doctors and then they become doctors even though they didn't want to. Yeah, and they're miserable. Yeah, and then they screw up, and (laughs) they're miserable, and they treat people badly. Yeah, they're just in manners. And (laughs) with schools, it's what I was trying to say with the mass-produced is that you take all these standardized tests and things like Mm -hmm. that, and you you all learn in every school, every grade, you learn the exact same thing as the rest of the students. Mm -hmm. So I've always questioned, is that learning? If you're not learning to be smarter than just the guy next to you, is that learning at all? If you're all going to learn the same stuff, is that learning? I mean, well, you know, like, we should have a basic sort of like common yeah. knowledge. <laughs> I feel yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At so the same time, are, are... I feel like the education system was designed at a time that is outdated. It does not take individuality into account. Oh yeah. Um, and that could be very problematic. For instance, for high school students, from, I guess, early teens onwards to, I, I forget, it's in your 30s or later, kids at that age become night owls. That's sort of like the, oh, the, yeah. you know, the rhythm that we go through so as human beings. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. And well. the school system doesn't accommodate for that. They yeah. start way too early, so... The students well, don't right. actually get the most productive. They are not able to learn as well because they're still exhausted, oh, yeah. basically. Yeah, they're all exhausted, yeah. yeah. Well, they don't they don't want to be out too late and causing hooliganism or <laughs> well, these not, darn kids today. Well, it's not even that they're out, like, doing teenage stuff, whatever, yeah. hormone-driven teenage <laughs> stuff. It's not yeah. even that. It's just, it is hormone-driven. Kids tend to stay up later as teens. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, they will learn better if uh, they start it later. Doing it's an that. interesting thing I learned from a, a college teacher, actually, that, like circadian rhythms is that you can go to bed earlier all you mm-hmm. want. And my, this teacher actually said this to me, so I think they might be a sadist, but they were <laughs> like, you know, it's never going to matter if you go to sleep earlier or not, because your circadian rhythms are never going to get back to where they were. <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> It's just mean. <laughs> like, it is a little bit mean, but also... It's true. I guess it's true. It really is biologically true. You can't... Your, your brain thinks that you're catching up and you're never going to catch up. And so now all your, all your listeners know that too. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there is another aspect to that as well, is that people who tend to be night owls can actually go to sleep earlier. There tends to be more flexibility. They're more adaptable. At the same time, if they don't have to punch a clock, yeah, they yeah. naturally go back to. And people, as they get older, they become more like early risers. Yeah, so yeah definitely. Like yeah. All of these interesting yeah, was... things that we're finally noticing about ourselves after hundreds <laughs> of thousands of years. I think we still have not like tried to understand and ourselves then... well enough to know how our systems should be designed. Oh, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Busy working. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so so that bit kind of inspired me to choose the poem that I'm going to read, which is called Skipping the Path. So I'll read that now and we can dig into that. The path from angel to demon is peopled with gradients, 
decorated by enabling hands filled with doors leading to fast tracks ablaze with names like fame and fortune, status and power, all for a small upfront fee of keeping quiet, of self-inflicted temporary blindness, of convenient memories, half-truths, and graying white lies as small tokens of faith and investment. How can we resist such sweet offers of these temptations when our fragile objectivity is magnetically drawn to the flames of prescribed successes, the signs of which prominently displayed like beckoning dreams on blaring screens reflected in shiny tech-filled vehicles, state-of-the-art appliances, ever-larger watches and yachts, embedded in the settings for jewels unearthed by modern slavish hands, sewn in couture accoutrements, worn only by hangers huddled in walk-in closets, nestled in the opulence of homes, too vast to carry afar the muffled cries of the victimized, safe murmurs and echoes like ghosts refusing to leave the earthly plane. <laughs> I wrote this along with a number of poems around the time of the Kavanaugh hearings. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was that traumatizing that it was basically producing a lot of poetry. I was just like, oh. I can't deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when... Christine Blasey Ford was testifying about the big houses, and they were all talking about these big fancy parties at rich people's houses, and that's sort of what I thought of as well. <laughs> that's why I was writing a lot of poems on these subjects, and I found, similar to yours, materialism plays a part in our corruption and our misery. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, we just want more. That's all we want. We just want more. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like everything has a very drug-like effect. Yeah. At some point, it's just not enough. They mass-produced drugs, too, so... (laughs) Yeah, we do that, too. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, the direct route and the indirect route. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was one of the lines at the bottom. It was like... Yeah, the prescribed successes when I read that, like, over and over and over again to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Remember that, to try to, like, get it. Just write, like... Right, right. I, like, I know. Because, like, for me, it's a lot easier to read them. I mean, yeah. I thought, I thought that was interesting, though, like, talking about all the tech-filled vehicles and say are the appliances and ever-larger watches and yachts. I thought that was cool. I love that line. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. And for Jewels on Earth, I thought that was, like... I, I know it was, like, a straightforward one, but it kind of... That sounded kind of, like, dreamy to me. I like that, I know. <laughs> I feel like it kind of echoes what you were writing about the school children, mass-producing school children in terms of in education systems. Yeah. And we're sort of taught by what we consume in the media, in the entertainment industry, on what success means. Yes. You know, like you said about parents pushing their children into being doctors, even if they have no... Um, inclination. <laughs> yeah, no inclination, no even talent in many ways because bedside manner is, you know, being considerate of other people is sort of yeah. something that... I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but <laughs> a lot of uh, no, dressed no. encounters with yeah. medical profession, yeah. Yeah. So you get a lot of people who are in the wrong professions for them. Especially, I find that especially true in totally customer-oriented industries. You know, like customer service numbers when you yes. call them. There are people that you know, they're in the right industry. They have that service orientation. Yeah. And then many more who are just like, <laughs> get off this call. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So... That definitely plays into it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like because we're chasing after these dreams, that's been told us as soon as we start consuming entertainment, mass entertainment, that the standard, we're told that if you have these things, that means you're successful. Yeah. And so people go after them no matter the price. And a lot of times it translates into corruption. And yeah. the loss of value. That, yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to ask about this one. Do you find you have to hear something first before you write? Or can you just write something like one day? Hear something as in? Like, do you have to be inspired by something specifically? Or can you just write a poem like all of a sudden it just comes to you? Well. I'm trying to see if I'm weird or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can write to prompt. So that's as immediate as it gets. No. Yeah, but I've I... have never been with you. That's the one I can't do, like, uh, prompting, like, that. Yeah, yeah. I got my head around that one, so... And uh, this, this stayed on topic. That's what I love about this one. This, like, <laughs> stayed precisely on topic and didn't go anywhere, like, else. It just stayed there, which was cool. I like that. Thanks. I, I tend have to... have attention span for that. I tend to focus on a subject, and I don't do it, like, with forethought. I didn't plan it out. I no. just go with a certain line. Usually the, my process is a line come to me. You know, if I'm not being inspired by whatever's going on, this is Kavanaugh, of course, and it was very traumatic. And <laughs> Speaking of misogyny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was very triggering, and I just needed to get it out. Just like, ah, exorcism, exorcism. Right, yeah, oh, that, that happens. <laughs> yeah, so I wrote a bunch of poems around this time that talk around these topics. It's interesting that you say that one. Like I've said that before. Like there's just some that you need to write. And there's just some yeah. that you just happen to write. Like, yeah, yeah. Just the happen twos are more fun than <laughs> sitting there like I God, I hate this. <laughs> For me, at least. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's both are nice. And as I said before, like. A line will come to me, and I would think, oh, that's a good line. Let me just continue to write from that line. Yeah. And then, just like, yeah, hey, cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Hey, yeah. it's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, sometimes it's just a little weird, because it has a definite beginning and end. Because at some point, I'm like, hey, I'm done. Yeah, so, that's that's the problem for me. Sometimes when it stops, I don't know if I'm done. <laughs> like, so I've been a poem for like months, and I'm like, this should have ended a long time ago. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but I think that's up to the individual poet. Because I've interviewed a lot of people over 50 now, and not everybody has the same process. And Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, even yourself... It, Depending on when you write something, it might not be the same process, right? Right. 
This one I've heard people actually proofread their stuff. I didn't. <laughs> I heard that and I was amazed. Like, no. <laughs> I work from the ego. I just think everything I put down is gold. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bother with that. Like, I'm not an English class. I'm an English writer. Like, other people can. Your sister. Yeah. Yeah. Other yeah, people yeah, can yeah. do the, the busy work. Like, yeah. She must know you pretty well to be able to. Uh, oh, very. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Because it, it's difficult if you if you don't have the right editor. You know, if you don't proofread yourself or if you don't edit yourself, sometimes the editing, whoever is editing your work, could get it completely wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, but she knows. Yeah, she knows what she's yeah. doing perfectly. Yeah. That's Surprisingly, because cool. some of them are just so abstract that like no one else would know what's going on. Like, right. 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 <laughs> But so you're pretty straightforward writer then as well in some ways. I mean, like, you go yeah. with a lot of metaphors, but people who are close to you can still understand exactly where that yeah. comes from, right? Yeah. Cool. Just wait until I can trick everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you like, do like one of those E.E. E. Cummings poems where nobody knows what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the words aren't in the right place. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's my goal right there. <laughs> Yeah, you could. Have you done that? Have you, like, taken somebody else's poem, a form that you wanted to try to emulate and do it? I think I just do it naturally. Mm. I, if I read something, I, I write in, in it. Like, okay, uh, okay. For a long time, I was on a... Ever heard of Anne Sexton? No, but I'm terrible at reading poetry. I've read some, but <laughs> she I'm read not... She reads some of her stuff. Her okay. stuff is interesting. Cool. She's interesting, but... uh. Yeah, Anne Sexton, I got on a whole kick of reading hers, her stuff because I, I downloaded everything off of the internet of one nice. of the books. <laughs> a PDF of like a... Oh, is it is it the Scribe project? Cause no. No, it's no. not Scribed? I, I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, yeah Scribe is... just like, is... where can I find her work for free? But it's okay because she's not around me. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the copyright it becomes public domain work after I think seventy years or something. I don't I don't know if, yeah, if well, the same as music. Yeah, this, yeah, that wouldn't have been that yet. She's not around anymore, but she killed herself. But it's a whole other That's thing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't end well. But uh, same with class. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, they're they're very similar. Actually, that's why I thought um, was interesting. Okay. I think they're very similar. That's what I like about yeah, them. Right. Two very similar women who wrote. Very similar confessional mm. things, which I don't write as much. So, but then all of a sudden, I wrote like a bunch of stuff, and I was like, "Huh, this huh. sounds like Anne Sexton is coming through somewhere." Right, right, right. So yeah. So, so I was gonna ask you if you have like definite like I, I can't think of the word now. <laughs> like inspiration. Poems? Yeah, inspirations. There we go. The word <laughs> that we literally just said. Yes. <laughs> so poets who inspire me. Oh, um, like. I will read poems that I like. Like I said, I don't sit down and read poems enough. I don't read enough, period, but I tend to read more of the news, not watch the news, but Ooh, read the news. Because yeah, right. then I can stop that, you know, the regurgitation that's, of the same news, like you mentioned. That's true. Because that's yeah. trauma-producing. I don't even start, like, to watch it. I just yeah. go into yeah. a ball and lay down. God. <laughs> yeah, it is really bad because I was just talking with somebody on Twitter the other day about how you know, if it's breaking news especially of mass shootings which happens so often and yeah. the news channels will be trying to outdo each other on trying to get some little like tidbit of details yeah they will definitely and, and, but yeah. they will 
they will basically loop the same clips over and over. And because there's... Right, you got it once. I'm good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because of the uncertainty factor. Because you feel like completely plug into this chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was especially during, like, the school shootings. Like, that was yeah. a huge thing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So I don't... That goes back to the mass-producing thing, I think, too. Yeah, it, it Obviously, does. they're not happy. And yeah. Bad things happen. You know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's not being addressed because, again, it's a, it's a very unwieldy system that doesn't... It's changing now, but still, I don't think it's flexible enough to accommodate certain things, you know? Yeah. Well, and also society, we moving towards more education systems, taking care of children, being responsible for children, yeah. like in all aspects. Like kind of a unreasonable expectation of yeah, the educational system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Not a babysitter so much as like a live-in nanny. <laughs> like our, we use our educational system like a live-in nanny, but yeah. it's not. You know, it's got yeah. its own problem. So. <laughs> So I subscribe to the Academy of American Poets Poem a Day. You can basically oh. go to their website and just nice. sign up for a poem a day, and it'll get emailed to you. And cool. Like, I just read something the other day, which was pretty cool. It's this woman talking about it. It's a poem about the steadfastness of her love for whoever she was addressing that poem to. Wow. It was really nice. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of interesting imagery. But other than that, I don't necessarily sit down and read a particular poet to the point where I'm almost like channeling them like you you're saying like yeah. read a bunch of somebody's poems yeah. and suddenly you're like I'm taking on their voice you know and you gotta like stop and be like okay that's enough of that I'm using, <laughs> I'm using their stuff that's <laughs> but I think if you could copy their style their rhythm their kind of cadence but still yeah. write yeah. your own concepts right it's just yeah. it's a weird you, thing to realize you're giving it to us yeah yeah yeah, exactly. Oh, this is odd. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> but I get inspired a lot by going to poetry events, all the open mics around the valley, because I tend to go to them a lot, not only from reading my own stuff, but also to find people that I want to interview and meet people that I want to interview. So when I go to poetry events, when I listen to those poets, when I'm not tired... <laughs> And can actually pay 100% attention, which every poet deserves. I do feel in- incredibly inspired. And sometimes that will produce some poetry, but not necessarily in their style. It's just that I feel so, like, my creative juices are so overflowing. I'm just like, oh, no, oh my God, I have to put something on paper. <laughs> you know, or on my phone. <laughs> so. You ever find, like, you want to write two poems at once? I've done that. And so, like, you're like... Oh, no. Oh, no, they're going to cross over. Oh, God. (laughs) But I haven't done two separate poems at once. More like one poem that at some point you'd realize is another poem. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, edit, cut, paste, another page. That's true. Here's my new poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I've, I've done that. I used to do where I have, like, different tabs up. You know, like, notepad on, just notepad on the computer. Where I'd have, like, three or four up at the same time. And I'd be back and forth like a crazy person. (laughs) Wait, do you do that with your paintings as well? Not really. No, no, those are just one one thing usually. Okay. I'm driving myself too crazy. (laughs) Okay, so it only happens in poetry. And not music either? 
No, no, music definitely not. The music takes longer. Music okay. takes probably the longest of all. Okay. You got, you got to fit rhythms to it, so. Right, right, right. Um, so have you adopted some of your poems into songs? No, those are separate. Okay. Those are separate, yeah. So you're more an instrumentalist then? No, no, I do lyrics, but those are always separate. They'll, they'll be like rhyming stuff. Like I never rhyme barely in my poetry. Ever. Yeah, yeah, no, it's that. just free form. Right. But that's more standard. Okay. Or, or if they give me a guitar, then I'll do like yeah, some weird like soundscape thing. Nice. I try to. Nice, nice, nice. The old sixties people would just hit things and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> experimental bands. I call them cool. Just in closing, I wanted to find out from you where people can see you read. Because you're coming back to the scene now again. Yeah. yeah. So where should we go stalk you? <laughs> I like that. I know. <laughs> but only as a fan of I don't want fan fans. I want stalkers. I like that better. <laughs> Stalking is caring. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like my... That sounds like a great bumper sticker. Right. That'll get you arrested pretty right. much on a daily basis. All the ladies watching are like, oh yeah, he's weird now. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, read at Jared's. Mm, okay. And, um, coffee, tea, and gallery. Coffee, Art tea, and gallery. Gal- it's a long It's a coffee to gallery. <laughs> <laughs> coffee to gallery. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely coffee involved, people. That's There's what we're saying. There's definitely that. Let's see. It's it. Jared's. Yeah. What else? In Mesa. Uh, again, fewer and fewer now. Like, well, you used to do changing hands, they're, but they're yeah. not doing that anymore. Oh, they're not? I haven't seen it up. Oh. They're only doing just author readings. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, Bina People is... People are already published. They don't need help. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Well, they are a bookstore, so they kind of are obligated. <laughs> right, I know. I'm being childish. It's not fair. Yeah, I really like the program. I think that's the first place where I oh, saw no, you read. Skip that one. But yeah. if they're having it, I do it at Changing Hands. I do it at Tempe Center for the Arts. Okay. They have what's called the Walk-In Wednesday. What? Yeah. Every Wednesday? Yeah. And, well, people say it's one of the best walk-in shows okay. ever. I think and it I, really is. It's great. It's so, put it, on by a guy named Walt Richardson. Who, what? Walt Richardson. He's oh, a I didn't pretty famous know. musician around here. Okay. So it's just a general open mic for any kind of form of art. Yeah, you can do poetry, but a lot of people do music. Okay. But okay. I would like to see more poetry, too. That would be cool. So cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, a couple of like people who do poetry regular there are really good. Okay. Wait, that's Tempe Center for the Arts. It's every Wednesday? Yes. And what time? For, starts at 6. Okay. And believe 5 or 6, but... Okay. People usually get there a little bit early. Okay. Yeah, and it's a full list. Oh, go quick. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. get there a little bit earlier. Yeah, because I announced the event, so I'm always scouring for events. I've seen mm-hmm. that pop up in my purview once in a while. I didn't realize it was weekly, so. Yeah, I tend not to go to the slams. I don't care for them. Yeah, anyway. yeah. It's, it's different. Uh, it's a the, different style of poetry. Yeah. What do you mean by contest? Yeah. Context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I won the alliteration prize, I think, on that one. <laughs> Contest. Context. Yeah. It doesn't work yeah. for me, but I go to those occasionally, so it might yeah. catch me there, but I wouldn't say it's regular, so. Yeah. Well, I think... And that's most of them, it seems like, so. 
A lot of them are. There's a lot of performance poetry around. There are a bunch of spoken art competitions. Yeah, it's a cross between poetry and performance art. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It takes a certain, not just personality, but also desire to, to yeah. want to express yourself. Yeah, def- oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, people yeah. do it. Yeah, cool. But yeah. yeah. So I like watching it, but I'm like not competing. Like I. Yeah, I, that's. I don't mind a certain style. That's fine with me. But yeah. I just don't like the contest. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> well, I've had an experience <laughs> where I'm reading something that's really personal, really painful. Yeah, I don't know how and you're supposed to do that in that context. Like. Yeah, and you get a score for that. It's just like, ew. It's like icky, <laughs> icky for me. It really, but people can do it. I guess they're further removed emotionally from it. Or they've yeah. been reading it so many times that they're just blunted from the pain. I'm yeah. just like, how do you do this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did a lot of slam. Not a lot of slam, but... Some. Did some slam until I read one of these particular poems where I felt like really vulnerable and then I got judged and I was just like, okay, I can't deal with this. No wow. Problem. That's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but that is the nature of slam poetry, especially competitions, because you are there yeah. to be judged. Basically. Yeah, and it's very competitive, and just it takes a certain personality. Just telling somebody else, I was gonna make an anti-poetry slam poem <laughs> and read it at a slam. Oh, cool! To see if anybody will get it, but then yeah. I was like, no, I'll be thrown out. Like, no, you should do it. <laughs> a do it. Do it. I'm instigating you right here, right <laughs> now. Okay. Do <laughs> That's something to blame. Good. It. No. <laughs> you can point to your podcast. You'd be yeah. like, listen to the end of my podcast. That lady did it. At- <laughs> <laughs> Imogen told me to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm blanking now, like, on any other, like, That's cool. you can places because they've all shut down. Like. No, there's, there's still a, a lot going on. I mean, it's a lot of transition. There are new things that are happening, old things that are shutting down. And no. They're all of the valley. So going back to how people can stalk you, I mean, I'm just really trying to facilitate that here. Um, in terms Stalkers of, are us. Yeah, 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 I should rename the podcast. What social media platforms are you on? Tell us how uh, we can find you. Well, I'm on Facebook. Okay. And that's literally it. Oh my God. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I read on there sometimes. Oh, okay. So you put up videos on Facebook? Yeah, occasionally. Okay. Do you do Facebook Live stuff. or something? No, I haven't figured that out yet. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a Middle Ages person who came into the 2000s. And like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Wait, so what's your Facebook then? It's just my name. Carlos Colon. Is there yeah. no... Dots, not no periods in between. It's just one word. No. Yeah, just okay. just that. And then all my books are on blurb.com. Okay. You can okay. check under my name. Okay, cool. But that's that's all I'm into right now. I don't do the Twitter. You don't do the I don't Twitter. do the Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I do the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facebook is good for ranting. It's too bad about what's going on with Facebook. Actually. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I'll warn people now. Yeah, if you go online, yeah, it's very politicized, sort of. Well, it's not even and that. There's a lot, but there's a lot of, like, humor that I put on there. Because yeah, I put, yeah. like, jokes and stuff. Surrealist humor. There's a lot of. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Wow. Yeah. There's some realist humor. You can go visit Carlos's <laughs> Facebook page. But it's also the privacy issues. I think that that's more bothersome for me. The Facebook. Yeah, because he's facing, Zuckerberg is facing a lot of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probes. Yeah, I never watch news. <laughs> Some news are good to watch. I just wish they didn't cycle all the same stuff all the time. Zuckerberg. Yeah, that man. Um, it's fun. It's a fun <laughs> name to say. No, 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 it's fine. Zuckerberg. It's fine. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Sure, yeah. Thank you for having me. It was really cool. Good. I liked it. Awesome. The poetry reading at Jared's Coffee, Tea, and Gallery takes place on every third Thursday of the month, and it is run by District 4 Poetry, and it starts at 7 p.m. The monthly poetry reading at Changing Hands 10p takes place now on the second Friday of each month. It starts at 7, has a feature poet, followed by an open mic session where anyone can read. As always, you can follow this podcast at poetsandmuses.com and via social media on Instagram, Twitter, as well as SoundCloud under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either at poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of the Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. I'm your host, Imogen A-Rate. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to bringing you another episode next Sunday.